Are you weary and heartbroken? Do you need healing and deliverance? Welcome to the program, Jesus Can, with your host, Dr. Bongi. Our mission is to help you step-by-step live a victorious life in Christ. Enjoy today's program. We are reading from the book of Acts, chapter 4, verse 12. Salvation is found in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to mankind by which we must be saved. Father God, we just want to thank you for the gift of salvation. We just want to thank you for this time. We thank you for the name of Jesus, the name that is highly exalted, the name that is above all names. Father God, even through that name, I pray that as we are going to share the word, let your Holy Spirit, Heavenly Father, be the one that enlightens. And I pray that through the name of Jesus, thank you that you will be touching Heavenly Father each and everyone accordingly in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Today, allow me to talk under the subject, Nobody Like Jesus. It is true that there is nobody like Jesus because our salvation is found only from him. We cannot find our salvation from our churches, from our pastors, from our apostles, from our prophets, from our evangelists, from our teachers, from our pastors. We cannot find our salvation there. They can direct us, they can show us the way, but they are not capable of giving the salvation because only Jesus is the way. Only Jesus is the password for us to get that salvation. We have to believe with our hearts and confess with our mouth that Jesus is the Son of God and He died at the cross and He arose. If we believe that and confess that, then we become saved. But today I want to talk about the person Jesus. Jesus, we see that he is the pre-existent one. According to John chapter 1 verse 1, it says, In the beginning there was weight, and the weight was with God, and the weight was God. So this shows us that Jesus has been there before the ordination, before the foundation of the earth. And in John Chapter 8, verse 48, we find Jesus himself telling the disciples that truly, truly, I tell you, before Abraham was, I am. So he is saying that I have been there before Abraham. I'm older than Abraham. So it's where we see that Jesus is the only child who's unique to be older than the mother and also be equal to the age of the father. Indeed, nobody like Jesus. He is the unique one. He had also to have a unique birth. That's why his birth like violated the physiological laws because we know that for a child to be there, it needs a mother and a father, but with Jesus, Mary was there and Mary had to be just 
the vehicle because Jesus couldn't come as the weight. He needed to be flesh as the weight became flesh. So now it needed the flesh. So Jesus needed to be legal here on earth. And now it's where Mary came in. But the Holy Spirit was the one that's supposed to be upon Mary because now he is a unique, he is an extraordinary person. Now, also, even the name, he was given the name Jesus to say that he is the one who will save people because now he's Jesus Christ. Christ is not that it's his name. It's not that it's his last name, but Christ means he's a Messiah. It means he's an anointed one. So now Jesus has been given the name above any other name. There are many other names, but now this name has been highly exalted. The name Jesus is the name that is above all other names. That's why at the mention of this name, things happen. Things change. At the mention of the name Jesus, demon run and flee. At the mention of this name, the blind can see, the dumb can talk, the deaf can hear, the paralyzed can rise up, even the dead ones can be like a, a be brought to life because the name Jesus has been called the name that is powerful the name that is highly exalted has been called I was just reading about evangelist um, Smith Wigglesen like who lived like in the late 1800 up to I think 1947 like uh, but now I was reading that he was a gifted in divine healing and now the other time he was called to go and pray for a woman who had tuberculosis. So at that point, tuberculosis, they didn't have had a cure yet. So it was an incurable disease and while it's a contagious disease, so everyone was scared of like contracting tuberculosis and he has a woman now on the bed now it looks as if like it's the last like maybe a day for her to live because now they see struggling to breathe is wasted and now he's she's sick and they remember that there's this evangelist who's gifted in divine healing and now they called him to come and see the lady so i read that a uh, Smith Wiggleson went to that lady and everyone was wondering whether will he, he enter in the room of the lady or what will he do? Will he be scared maybe to contract tuberculosis or what will he do? So, but I read that uh, Smith Wiggleson went uh, closer to the woman and instead of maybe just uh, touching or hair praying, but they said, now he started proclaiming the name of Jesus. They said he was just uttering, like persistently saying, Jesus, 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 as he was continuing proclaiming this name, the name that is above all other names, the lady 
rose up from the bed, stood up on her like feet, like being able like to stand up while now she was like lying on the bed as if like she's just ready for the hour of saying goodbye, I'm going to the glory. But now through the name that is above all names, if this name is used uh, with faith, believing and in authority, this name makes miracles. This name does things that no one can comprehend that it will happen to a person. But when you speak the name, things change. Life changes. Circumstances change because of the name Jesus. Jesus, we read that in his childhood, when he was around 12 years, I would say 12 years on the side of the mother, because now on the side of the father, he's an everlasting one. But now when he was 12 years, he was in the synagogue, in a temple, because the family decided to go for a Passover. And now after the Passover, Mary and Joseph left. But there was a boy who knew his mission, who knew his purpose, like was remaining in the temple and remaining in the temple now with teachers, with scribes. And he was teaching them and they were just amazed at the level of intelligence, at the level of the wisdom that was uttered there. They say, we haven't seen anyone who spoke like this, speaking with authority, speaking the mysteries of the word. They didn't know that actually they are facing the word himself because this one is the one who has been pre-existing. In the beginning, there was the word and the word was with God and the way it was God. So they were facing like face to face. They were like with the way, but they didn't know. That's why they were puzzled to say, how come can a 12 year old know such divine mysteries? The parents didn't even notice after three days when they came. It's when Jesus told them that, don't you know that I have to do the work of my father because he understood his mission. He understood his purpose. But let me tell you, for each and everyone to understand the purpose, to understand the mission, first you must get your identity. And the identity is found in no one else, but is also found in Jesus, Jesus, the one I'm talking about today. Jesus had a unique childhood. So now we see him growing. The Bible tells us that Jesus grew in stature. He grew in wisdom. He grew in favor. So now it tells us that there was a progress. So even us, as we imitate Christ, we need also to learn to grow if like you can see how parents want their children to grow, especially the mothers. You see the mothers bringing their children to the doctor, 
to say the child is not growing when you ask why do you believe that your child is not growing then maybe the mom will tell you that the, the children of the same age they are now doing this they are crawling they have reached this milestone but mine hasn't reached that milestone yet but we know that kids don't like grow at the same pace but what i'm trying to say is that these mothers they understand the importance of growing they understand that one should move from one level to another level one must move from faith to faith from glory to glory so one shouldn't be stunted like the growth shouldn't be so how much more of our father i believe our father also wants us to grow is like yearning to see us growing in knowing him just like a, a paul is saying that now that i may know him and know the power of his resurrection because the father knows that when we know him when we grow in knowing him then we will do greater exploits because those who know their god will do greater exploits so that's why we need to grow in knowing him mature in Christ learn from Christ learn from his spiritual life when we see his spiritual life he, Jesus will be able to go to the wilderness will be able to isolate himself like go to the desert just to pray i believe that he could have prayed with the disciples that will be a prayer of agreement but now Jesus will also choose to have that solitary prayer that secret place prayer so it's that prayer that we need even each and every one of us we will be able to tell it all the things that you cannot even tell your twin brother or your twin sister but when you come to Christ you will be able to tell when you come in prayer you will be able to tell in the secret place also jesus was fasting jesus fasted for 40 days 40 nights so i know that there's a debate others believe that this is the era of grace so christ has done it all so we need not fast but the bible tells us that when we fast we must not be like hypocrites so this tells us that there is an expectation for us to fast because when we fast it doesn't say if we fast but it says when so it means there's time because when will denote the time to say maybe at this time I'm fasting at this day on this day I'll be fasting so when you fast so it's expected of us because fasting is the only means that can be able to like work on our flesh because remember fasting doesn't change god but fasting changes us as people because when we fast like we are decreasing we are saying let me decrease and let a uh, the will of god be the one that increases in my life i humble myself i'm am decreasing i am taking the step of saying let my flesh be like weaken so that the spirit can be over the spirit can be able to take an upper hand than my flesh so that's why we also need to fast 
Jesus was the weight himself. So that's why even his teachings, people were amazed on them. Jesus, we also read that it was his habit to be in the synagogue. So Jesus was not coming to the temple on shifts, but Jesus knew that needed to gather with other saints. He understood the verse that says how pleasant it is when saints are gathered. It's like an oil flowing from the head of Aaron down to his bed. So now we also need to learn from Jesus, learn to gather with other saints. It doesn't mean that you cannot pray alone. It doesn't mean that you can't read the Bible alone. It doesn't mean that you can't be online and listen online. Yes, you need that, but also you need need to gather with other saints. And you know, while I was preparing this message, I've asked myself that, okay, we are learning from the spiritual life of Jesus. So in my heart, I said, worship, praise and worship is such a great aspect. But is there anywhere where we find a Jesus praising and worshiping and I was looking and glory be to God I found in Matthew 26 verse 30 to 34 I also found in Mark 14 verse 20 where it talks about Jesus joining in hymns so I knew that Jesus was also glorifying the father through the hymns through singing so we also need to engage in praising and worshiping. You know, sometimes we think that to praise and worship, there should be like instruments. It should be this sophisticated music. But worship, it's about the heart. That's why it's worshiping in truth and in spirit. So it's like something that is a lifestyle. It's something that comes from within, that stems from the within you, from the spirit. Jesus had an influence. Jesus was very influential. Even at a young age, he spoke with authority. Even as he was growing he was commanding because to know when you have authority, it's when you speak things and things are being done. So now we see Jesus was commanding people. You know, Jesus will go to the desert, people will follow. Jesus will go to the wilderness, people will follow. Jesus will tell people, sit on the grass and they will sit on the grass and feed them, give them fish, give them like uh, even bread. Because he had authority. So when he spoke, things happened. I believe now if I can start and say, let's go to the wilderness. Some will say, what are we going to do now to the wilderness? You see, cults have happened. But Jesus was commanding. And Jesus, not that he was bossy, but he spoke with authority. People, crowd will follow him, whether he's in the desert, whether he's going to wilderness, the crowd will follow him because they have seen wisdom. That's why even Peter says that when we move from you, where would we go? Because in you, we have found the words of wisdom. So now the words of life are only found in 
the life itself, Jesus. Jesus wanted people to know him. That's why Jesus was even asking Peter to say, whom do you say I am? He says, I have journeyed with you now for long, but who do you say I am? Peter started saying, people say you are a prophet, you are a Moses. He said, no, wait, Peter. I am not asking about what other people are saying. I'm asking you, who do you say I am? And Peter says, you are the son of the living God. And now Jesus said, that's a revelation. That is it. This is not from you, Peter. And upon that revelation, I will build my church. Upon that rock, I will build my church and the gates of hate shall not prevail. So now Jesus wanted people to know who he is. But didn't only want people to know who he is, but he also knew himself that who he was. That's why he was able to even utter words that who he is, to explain who he, he is. He says, I'm the bread of life, the light of the world, the door, the gate, the resurrection and life, way, truth, and the life, true vine, alpha and omega, resurrected king, first and the last, the one who was dead and now who is alive. So these are the ways to show that he knew who he was. There is nobody like Jesus. Even in his death, like he was different. His death came differently. They accused him of many things that he, he claims to be God. He claims to destroy the church and build the temple and build it in three days. He was eating with the sinners. They claimed many things. They claimed that Jesus is claiming to forgive sins and they were angry. So now with their accusations, they decided that he should be crucified over Barabbas who was a murderer while Jesus knew no sin. For 33 years, no sin. But now the one who knew no sin was made a sin. I like Jesus, like it's estimated that Six hours was taken, was the duration when he was crucified. But in all that time, except when he was speaking the seven sentences, the seven like messages, now, other than that, he was quiet. They were even asking him to say, what do you have to say? What are you saying? And he was silent because silence is also an answer. So he was mastering the ministry of silence. He was mastering conquering as a lamb of which we also should learn to conquer as a lamb because we are familiar conquering as lions. We are familiar conquering as eagles, but we should learn also to conquer as lions. Learn to be meek. Learn to conquer in meekness. Jesus didn't say anything to his accusers. I don't know what I saying to your accusers because accusations will always be there. But I just want to tell you that the battle is not yours. I just want to tell you that your vindicator 
is Jesus. Allow everything to Jesus. Cast everything to Jesus. Allow Jesus to be the one who helps you. That's why even like when Jesus, they spoke like ugly words towards him. They spat at him. They did all awful things unto him. But he was able to conquer as a lamb because he was supposed to be crucified as the lamb. Now, Jesus, we learn that when you died now, after he has said, it is finished. And after he was now in the grave, and we learn that he went to Hades to take the keys, the keys upon death. That's why now death has no sting on us because we have been given eternal life because Jesus has the keys. And when he has the keys, we also have the keys. So now death had to bow because remember when Jesus gave his life because no one took the life of Jesus. Jesus gave his life. He said, I'm giving my life unto you, Father. And when that happened, when he died, even the earth couldn't resist to see the Savior dying. That's why there was darkness. There was an earthquake. There was also even the veil that was torn. And there was even the grave that opened, like the grave of the pre-existing like believers. Now the grave opened, but now it needed the keys. It needed Jesus to conquer the death once and for all. That's why now we can live from eternity to eternity as long as we believe in this name, Jesus. So now Jesus, we learn that the stone had to be rolled away. Because now the grave was holding the life itself. The grave was holding the rock of ages. So now they put a stone on top of the rock of ages. They tried to put their uh, creation, the creation, the stone that has been created. They put it on the living rock of ages. So now the stone had to shift. The stone had to be rolled away so that now Jesus can come out and he was coming out of the grave with everything that we need. He came with our salvation. He came with our healing, our deliverance, our justification, our everything, our freedom, our victory, everything that you need now is at the table. It's just up to us to claim anything from the table. That's why he tells us that he died with us. He tells us that he was crucified with us. He died with us. He was buried with us and he arose with us and he is seated with us now in the higher places at the right hand of the Father. So as we're speaking, we are speaking like seated in heaven and the earth is our footstool because we are seated with Christ. We are seated in the point of authority, at the point of power. So that's why we have been given power. We've given been given authority through this name, Jesus. That's why he says, if you believe, you will do great things than I did. So it's just up to us to believe because all the work has been done. Jesus has done it all. And it's just up to us to believe and know that nothing is impossible through this word, 
through this name, the name of Jesus. So this is the message that the Lord has placed in my heart to say, let's look at Jesus and learn from Jesus. From Jesus, we can learn to live a victorious life. Amen. Thank you for tuning in to Jesus Can with Dr. Bongi. We hope you've enjoyed the program. Please tune in again, same time, same place. Always remember that if Jesus can, you can. Shalom. Shalom.